the latest episode of Mastering Risk Management. My name is Anthony Wilson and I welcome you back. It's been quite a while and my apologies to regular listeners. I haven't done an episode for a little while. Um, that's been because I've been tied up with clients, so a nice problem to have. Um, I thought I would talk to you today uh, about a topic that came up actually with one of my clients. So the client was having a team meeting and asked me just to conduct a bit of a session on what I thought was the future of risk management and um, give them a bit of a uh, an opinion piece on that. So I've put together a, a few slides for them and, and talked to them about where I saw uh, the future of risk and I summed it up into sort of four uh, distinct areas for me that I see where risk is going. So I guess the first thing I did with the team is talk to them about um, what, what that old Chinese proverb or, or curse they actually say it is, may you live in interesting times and uh, never has it been more true than for the risk profession. So um, there is plenty of stuff challenging us all in risk and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not all good. So we, uh, we need to adapt our game and um, be ready for the future. So I, I guess, how did I form my views on what the future, of, the future of risk is? I basically working with clients across all sorts of different industries, so they give uh, a, an insight to their own business. Um, done a fair bit of research uh, in this space, so um, research for uh, the paper, which I spoke about a couple of episodes ago uh, that I co-wrote with Dr. Paul Guignard, and that was on the future of risk, the rise of AI, and the role of human capability. So that's available uh, on my website or on Paul's website. Um, so my website is www.proximityriskassurance.com.au. So you can see that there. I also did some research for um, a book that I'm about to release. So that's probably news for a lot of you listeners as well. So. Um, I'll have more news on that as we get closer to hand, but the book is in its final stages of production, um, and I might talk about that a little bit more um, at the end of this uh, podcast. Um, the other way I sort of keep up to date in what's happening is I talk to people, so I attend conferences and seminars and um, listen to podcasts and obviously produce this podcast, uh, so just talking to people and listening about what's going on in the industry different opinions, the different challenges people are having. Um, and lastly, I present um, reasonably regularly at conferences and seminars on risk and assurance and capability. So, um, yeah, I'll talk a little bit about that and, and we'll again be travelling shortly um, in Southeast Asia to do some more presenting around this space. So that's how I form my view. I'm not saying it's 100% right and everybody will have their own opinions uh, on what the future of risk is, but I thought it might be worth just sharing with you um, my thoughts on this one as well. So as I said, summarised into four key areas for me. So the first one is turbulence. So we're dealing with um, so many new threats and opportunities um, and they all come together or they come in rapid succession. So there might have been a time in the past where you dealt with a risk and then put that to bed or put controls in place or did whatever you needed to do and then the next one came along. Well, the future is marked by turbulence, lots of different risks all occurring at once or, or certainly very rapidly. 
And what's driving this disruption in turbulence? Well, technology is obviously a big one. So the new functionality and new capabilities of technology and you know AI and all of these sorts of things that are being talked about nowadays. But also, I think a really key factor in this um, technology drive is the extremely rapid rate of change. So we see technology developing so fast and um, you know we as risk managers, risk professionals, have to keep up with that technology change. Um, the second driver, I'd say, is data. So it's now all pervasive. We've got the Internet of Things uh, generating incredible volumes of data and um, just continuing. So that, that's growing rapidly as well. So we have more data, that I think, than we know what to do with. Um, interestingly, on that data point, there's now starting to be a little bit of pushback by individuals and I think around their privacy. So, you know, we've seen the Facebook um, fiasco with um, the, uh, the third parties using Facebook data um, and people abandoning Facebook in droves. Um, people or individuals are starting to be more and more cognizant of their own privacy. So I think that's a trend we'll need to be mindful of when it comes to not data generally, but data specifically that belongs to an individual. I guess the other disruptors are global events, so the US-China gamesmanship that's going on at the moment and the, the trade wars, uh, the Brexit uncertainty. Um, we still don't seem to be any closer to a resolution on that. Um, you know, climate change, the fact that people still um, don't really understand the impacts and what to do about it, and for some people don't even acknowledge that it exists. Um, and the other sort of disruptor, I'd say, would be competition. So it's never been easier for competitors to enter new markets. There's, there's these lower barriers to entry nowadays than uh, previously. Um, there's increased agility with new competitors. They're not impeded by legacy systems. They're generally starting with a blank slate. Therefore, they're much more agile. Um, and they use new business models. So they're willing to look at a market differently than necessarily an incumbent is. So um, agile competitors are, or disruptors are uh, something that we'd need to be mindful of. I guess the next one that I'd talk about is digital and data. So there's um, a plenty of stuff out there data-wise, as I mentioned before. It's not that we need more data. I guess I see risk management's role as that of interpreter. So um, take that data and help extract insight. So, you know, don't just analyse for the sake of analysing. Take the data, find the insight in there um, and take something to management that's something new, something they don't know about. So, you know, going to management and telling them something they already know is, is probably not going to win too many favours. But taking them something new and something that you can tie to their business objectives is a completely different story. So that, that key is extracting insight. Wherever you can, try and quantify um, the value of the information. So try and put a value on it. Um, every organisation has objectives. Those objectives usually have dollar uh, values linked to them. So wherever you can, quantify the data and link the risk that you're trying to highlight uh, to its impact on the objective. So if you can make that connection between, you know, dollar values, uh, objectives, and impact on objectives, 
then I think you'll get management uh, very clearly on board that, that risk adds value. Um, and the last thing I'd say around digital and data would be to use automation. So wherever you can, get the systems and tools, the technology, AI, machine learning, whatever it is you're going to use, uh, get the tools and technology to do as much of the grunt work as possible and then have people communicate the outputs and maintain the relationships with the business. So make risk a people business, not a machine business. So by all means, leverage machines and use them to help you do what you need to do. But um, when it comes to the relationship and keeping people informed, make sure it's people um, having those conversations and doing the communicating. Um, The third point I said around the future of risk was um, what I called augmentation. Um, And this whole concept of augmentation is not whether we want to use machines or not whether machines will you know, overtake our jobs. We, you know, we have to leverage technology. There's no choice about this. So it's humans and machines. So not being replaced by, but being enhanced by machines. So there are certain things, as you will all know, that humans do better than machines and for the very long-term future will always do better than machines. So things like leadership, empathy, social skills, um, imagination, creativity, purpose, vision, you know, those sorts of things, extrapolation, judgment, communications, telling stories, um, you know, using emotion, many things that humans do and their unique human talents that machines won't be able to do. On the other hand, machines have lots of benefits as well that humans can't do. They can process massive amounts of data. So look at um, amounts of data that we can only dream of. Um, they have this ability to learn, so they can start to see trends, patterns, exceptions, um, and they start to learn and they get better as they go. And I guess the one thing about machines that we need to be mindful of as humans, and we do struggle sometimes to understand this, is that they grow their capability exponentially. So humans tend to think about growth in linear terms, um, the actual capability of machines grows exponentially, so it rapidly develops. So you'd be familiar with Moore's Law, where the computing power on a chip uh, doubles every 18 months. Uh, that's exponential growth. So difficult for humans to get their head around that, that speed of growth, but that's where technology and um, machines uh, are in that space. So as a risk team and, and risk professionals, we need to... Uh, embrace this um, human-machine interface, this augmentation, as I call it. How do we leverage machines to do better what we want to do? Um, And then the fourth and the last point uh, I made in in my discussion about the future of risk, ironically, was back to basics. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. So you can't uh, not learn from the past when you're thinking about how to tackle the future. So make sure you think about Um, what lessons there are uh, to learn and and what you can do to help the business grow. So firstly, the first point I made was invest in yourself. So never stop learning. Um, I think that's that's very wise advice I've heard heard from many people over the years. Um, And when I say learning, both the technical and the soft skills. So yes, you can do all sorts of risk management training and development and degrees and certificates and all of those sorts of things and they're important 
But don't forget the soft skills. So I was asked in this session that I gave uh, at this organisation what I thought the most important skill was uh, for a risk professional. And uh, I said communication. So if you are the best risk person in the world technically, but you can't get your message across effectively and you can't listen empathetically, uh, then you're probably not much good to the organisation. So think about the technical skills you need, think about the soft skills you need, um, and develop both of them. Um, The next point I said was to pursue your passion and make sure not only do you pursue your passion, and if that's risk management, fantastic, but demonstrate your passion. So be the one to stand up and um, have the conversation that's needed to be had, the tough conversation. You know, tell management, show management how passionate you are about getting this stuff right, about leveraging risk to help achieve business goals. You know, you've got to wear your heart on your sleeve to some degree and demonstrate that you are passionate about risk management. Um, And the last point I make in investing in yourself is help others out along the way. So, you know, you'll come across people from time to time that will need a helping hand or need some guidance or need some support or direction. Give them a hand. Um, It comes back in spades and, um, you know, you'll never waste time helping somebody else out. Um, The second point around back to basics is just help the business grow. So the first point I made was just cut out the risk gibberish. So unfortunately, we risk professionals speak a lot of gibberish um, and a lot of technical terms. um, And, you know, I just I think it confuses the business. So just speak the business's language. Um, Talk to them as they talk. Tie your discussions to their objectives. So whatever the business objective is, phrase your risk in terms of what it means for that objective. Um, Make sure you're not, as some people call the risk function, the handbrake on happiness. Make sure you're not that. Identify opportunities and not just threats. So when the business is struggling to get a project over the line or to get something done, be the risk team that helps them figure out how to do it successfully, how to do it so that the outcome is protected. What sort of controls can you put in place to make sure that the outcome gets achieved rather than thinking about threats all the time? And also just always remember that you've got to tell them about why risk management's important, that it is value add for their business and for the organisation as a whole. And if you need to, train them and help them um, understand what they need to do to be part of this journey. So, you know, don't don't be shy in, um, in spruiking the benefits of risk management um, and telling people why it's important. And also, if they need it, you know, help them out, help them to learn and to understand and um, leverage, you know, risk management and um, help them achieve their business objectives. So... That's a short and sweet summary of the discussion that I had uh, with a client just very recently, only a week or so ago, um, on where I see the future of risk management. So, um, you know, quoting a little bit from the paper that uh, I'd written with Paul Gwinnard, as I mentioned earlier, um, also uh, some good reading that I'd done around this, if you're interested in some more follow-up, was um, uh, Deloitte uh, issued a report a while ago, I think it was 2016, but it's a good report on the future of risk, new game, new rules. And also um, the North Carolina um, Poole College of Management, the Enterprise Risk Management Initiative, uh, does some really good stuff 
and uh, they've just re released the 2019 State of Risk Oversight. Um, so this is the 10th time they've done this report uh, and it's always a good read. So if you want to get uh, a little bit further down in the weeds, um, then you can have a look at that as well. And if you want to have a look at the, at the paper that Paul and I wrote, uh, The Future of Risk, The Rise of AI and the Role of Human Capability, as I said, you can find that on my website or Paul's website, which is www.capabilityinstitute.com. So hopefully some good resources there, hopefully some food for thought on the future of risk management. And um, yeah, love to hear your input, your questions, anything uh, you'd like to hear covered on the podcast as always. And thank you for listening and uh, spreading the word about the podcast. If you do like the podcast and you do enjoy Please like it, please subscribe, uh, please let others know about it. The more listeners uh, that we get, the, the better it is, obviously. Um, I did mention at the start of the podcast, I am about to release a book. So I have been, uh, I guess one of the things that got me into this risk management consulting game was some concern that we don't do enough for the first line of defence in understanding risk management and their role in it. So... Um, I've written a book around helping the first line of defence and helping them understand what they need to do, what risk management's all about, um, how they can participate, um, and, and trying to demystify some of the, the terms and terminology and the things that happen in risk management. So um, keep an eye out for that. I'm hoping that it'll be out uh, reasonably soon. And... Um, I'll, uh, I'll fill you in, let you know the name of it, all of those sort of things um, and details of where you can get it um, as soon as possible. So uh, that'll be exciting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting the book out there as well and hoping you, uh, you get the chance to read it and, and give me some feedback on that as well. Anyway, um, just a short one today. So thank you for your time again. Apologies again for the, the gap in podcasts. I'll try and get some more done uh, more regularly. Um, thank you again for being loyal listeners. It's really appreciated. As I said, if you do have questions, uh, things you'd like to have discussed on the podcast, people you'd like me to interview, um, by all means, uh, please let me know. So uh, just contact me, uh, anthonyw at proximityriskassurance.com.au and uh, my phone number is 0404-829-040. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to speaking to you again next time. Thanks.